But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? is going on everybody i am that fat guy he is big bry amen and we are legal ham of the face we are missing one glorious person my cousin Vinny got married this weekend and he is on honeymoon so where you were too he went to myrtle beach with the uh family he took the girls with him and the uh stepdaughters now Nice. And they went to Myrtle Beach and got a few pictures of them with like the giant Ferris wheel down there. Yeah. You know, the big, big Ferris wheel. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Uh, then I asked him if he's going to do the slingshot. He had a few other choice words for me. So I don't think he's going to do the slingshot. Sack uh, up, Vinny. Do it. <laughs> easy, Bry. Come on I'm now. saying you only live once. So that means no word of the day. No, my cousin Vinny word of the day. We will pick that up next week. Thank uh, God. July 6th at Rookies Bar and Grill in Bry. We have a special guy joining us that day for a couple minutes to talk a little tribe with us. Okay. Mike Halzheimer is oh, going nice. to join us there for a little bit. He just got a piece of his work published in Sports Illustrated. Really? So NEO Insiders, he's going to come up. We're going to talk a little bit of tribe with him just for a few minutes and cool. get him. He had uh, you he wrote an article about Corey Kluber mm-hmm. and ended up in sports illustrated. So it's, it's a really good read. It's not a long one, but if you see it, check it out. So he's going to join us up there a little bit. Uh, always, I believe always positive. Jay is going to be up there too with us, probably heckling us in the background, but we're going to have some great food. So it doesn't matter. Time and crutches. I even reached out to big boy Phillips to see if big boy Phillips is going to come up. Yeah. That's kind of his neck of the woods. That's what I thought. So, uh, July 6th at Rookies, live at 6 p.m., and we will go from there. Um, we have to first get into our show. I got to bring up our notes for the show. Today is June 29th. Uh, we are going to do our shout-outs here in just a second. Brian, it's your turn for trivia today. We got no My Cousin Vinny word of the day. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit at Cavs Ping Pong Fortune. We're going to yeah. talk a little bit of tribe injuries and how they still keep winning. We're going to talk a little bit about Browns, a little special take on Browns. We're going to get into our Fat Boy Tuesday. We're going to talk about Vinny's wedding and the spread of food and wedding foods that we look forward to when we go to weddings. And our top, not three, 
not four, but five current NBA players that we like. And then we will end the show with our trivia answer and our outro. And uh, also, do not forget to come catch us live July 10th in Berea at the WJ Green Lodge. Uh, me, Big Bry, Craig Fountain. My cousin Vinny will not be there for that. He has a birthday party. Mm. Always Positive J, Brad Ward. We are all going to have a table set up, and we're going to call it the all ham table. Does that sound about right? Can we do I that? I get down with that. Sure. You know, mix all eyes on Cleveland plus legal ham plus Brown's table. So the all ham table. Is there a weight right. limit to this table? Well, there's about to be because <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of weight. Uh, <laughs> so come check us out. It'll be a great time. It's for a good cause. There's going to be cornhole. There's going to be music. And there's definitely going to be food that we're going to be showing off. Uh, Craig is bringing up his stuff too, Bryce. So we are going to have a nice little spread out. All awesome. right. Um, other than that, let's get into our shout outs today, Bry. We got to shout out uh, Coach Kev, Kevin Arnold yeah. for joining us last week. Uh, we were supposed to have Jake Burns on with us this week. We had a little scheduling conflict, little family things going on. So what Brian and I are going to try to do, depending on time and everything else, we're going to put out a special Jake Burns episode later on the week. So keep an eye out for it because I will definitely promote the crap out of that. Uh, Vinny's wedding, obviously. We got it. Vinny, yeah. Ava, uh, congratulations, guys. I teared up a little bit during the ceremony. I'm not going to lie. Hey. <laughs> The vowels were amazing, and the best man speech and the best uh, bridesmaid speech. Yeah, just maid of honor speech. Uh, yeah, tear jerkers. Absolutely. Pretty good, huh? They're really good. And let's see here. I had something else on there for my. Uh, oh, our APA tournament. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we did not. So we are trying to juggle my cousin Vinny's wedding and the APA tournament all the same. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Especially with half the team being at my cousin Vinny's wedding, especially with this fat guy in cousin Vinny's wedding. So uh, two captains were down. We had a valiant effort. We made it, I believe, to the Elite Eight. And then we were okay. So, but that's okay. We had a blast. It was a good showing, especially for everything that was going on. You know, so you went to the wedding, then played pool, then the reception. No. So what we oh. did is we played, I played pool first thing that morning. Okay. Then went to the wedding. And as the wedding was going on, we had our team taking care of it. Uh huh. If they would have won while the wedding was going on, we would have left the reception and went back and played pool. I got you. Okay. No. But that's where we were at. So it, it was, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Right. Long day. It was a long, long day. <laughs> oh. We'll get to Vinny's wedding here when we get to Fat Boy Tuesday. Yep. Uh, Bry, do you have any uh, shout-outs you want to get out? Uh, believe it or not, I don't have a ton of shout-outs this week. The only one I can think of is um, I'll shout-out our boy, Nick Weary, who That's right. will be on ESPN at noon on Sunday for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. He's got some stiff competition because I think Joey Chestnut ate like 75 hot dogs last year. Yeah, he did. Oh, so that's a lot. lot 10 minutes, bud. Good luck, Nick. (laughs) So if find him on Twitter, 
at Nick Weary. Congrats. We'll be pulling for you, though. Oh, we're definitely pulling for him. I'm, Get the I ham karma him. behind you. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's the Danny DeVito ham. You remember that one? No. Oh, I didn't show you that one? I don't think so. There's there's a gif out there with uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. And a fishing net with Danny DeVito eating this ham out of a fishing net. <laughs> I'll show you the gift later, Brian. No, I'm good. I don't think I need to see that. He didn't have a shirt on either. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's about so, right. Do you have any other shout outs? That's it, man. All right. Well, Brian, our show is brought to you by the Lake Erie APA, uh, the American Pool Players Association, largest pool league in the world. 250,000 members and nearly 2 million in guaranteed prize money every year during the championships in Vegas, which we just missed out on. But anyone and everyone can play. And there is nine ball singles. It doesn't have to be team. You know, you come, I think it's 20. Our membership is $25 for our membership for the year. And that gets us into any APA tournament that we want. How awesome is that? Yeah. Hell yeah. So all you got to do is have fun. (laughs) All right. So, I'm not wearing my APA hat and stuff like that because it's way too hot outside here in uh, <laughs> Cleveland for me to go get my hat out of the car because uh, Brian already spent about eight hours and 90, was it 94 today with 100% humidity? Yeah, my car said 93. Yeah, it wasn't fun, but it's supposed to be nicer this weekend, so let's good for, for all that. the cookouts out there. Let's pray for that. So, Brian, let me get our sounder ready because I am just, yep. You know how I am. I'm always behind on something. I got you. So we got to get our, oh, let's see here, our trivia. All right, that's enough of that. We're going gotcha. to quick into that. <laughs> so, Big Bri, it's your turn for trivia today. Yep. I I would stump you last week with the special trivia I have for you and Kev, but both of you pulled it out at the end with Bo freaking Williams. Kev so, got it. Yep. What do you got in store for me today there, big boy? I got a little NFL trivia for you. Um, I was working on one that I was going to give you, but I couldn't find all the information, so it might take a little bit longer. So I kind of went to a default one here, um, and I believe it is gettable, and it'll be similar to my last trivia where I'll give you the top five. You got to give me three of them. So um, I'm looking as, for, as long as I don't say uh, Kevin Nash, right? Yeah, no Kevin Nash, no, no, Paul NWO Hogan, no Scott Hall. They did never played in the NFL. So right. I just want to make maybe sure. you can get this one and not get two and a half. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for the highest, the five highest paid. NFL players for next season. For next season? Next season, yep. Ooh, that's a good one. That'll kind of give us, you know, a a barometer of where we're at with Baker and how much we might have to pay him. I like it. Spoiler uh, alert, they're all quarterbacks. You probably figure that out, but I thought Harry Donald might be in there, but eh, okay. Nope. All quarterbacks. Okay. All quarterbacks. Yep. All right. Well, Mariah, you want to get in. What do you want to start with first? I'm going to let you the roulette wheel of Indians, Cavs, and Browns. Where do you want to start at? Let's start with the Cavs because I think that's the most exciting thing that's happened the last week. All right. So 
Our ping pong ball of fortune finally landed. We got the number three pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. Is great for Cleveland because I was watching the actual pig balls drop. I'm like, I watched nine go. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I watched eight go. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I watched seven go. I'm like, Uh. (laughs) we got three. So, yeah. Lucky number three. All right. And we got a choice to make because uh, we still got to figure out what we're doing with Colin Sexton because you know he's going to want to max Neil. Right. Um, if you send him to restricted free agency, that's just going to piss him off because you're pretty much telling him that he's not worth the max deal. Mm-hmm. So we have a array of players to go through. We have Cade Cunningham, which everybody's saying he is the number one guy. Yep. Uh, we have Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Evan Mobley. Is it Evan? Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, Evan. Yep. Uh, Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. And who is the fifth one I am forgetting? Uh, Kaminga, I guess Kaminga. they could that was potentially the Jonathan Kaminga. Um, so out of those five, Bry, all right, let's take Kane Cunningham out. Out of the rest of the four that are left over, all right, yep. what, what would you like to see the Cavs do with this number three pick? Ideally, for me, it would be Jalen Green because I think he's a scorer. Uh, he's a little bit bigger. I'd kind of, I'd be okay with Suggs. I think I'm really hoping for a guard here. Um. You don't want I, the seven-footer. I wouldn't mind it, but we have uh, Jared Allen. And so... Well, yeah, but we also have 48-year-old Kevin Love, too. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. I, I'm just saying, it'd be nice to actually have somebody on the floor along with um, Jared Allen and Larry Nance. Yeah, well, and that's true. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even factoring in Larry Nance, so... Because we haven't heard from him last year. <laughs> right. It's... In my opinion, it's it's turning into a guard league, and it has been for the last five, ten years. It's a guard and a wing uh, league because you look at who are the best centers this past year. Uh, Embiid gone, uh, Jokic gone. Um, so you get some of the best. Doing, though you got Embiid played his ass off, so you he did. The B. he did. No, I, I don't blame him. I don't know if B at that. Yeah, it, it could just be a coincidence, but I think uh I think you know, you win games based on what some of your guards can do, based on jump shots, uh three pointers and getting the hole and getting to the line. So I would like Jalen Green. Um I don't I'm not in love with him because I wish ideally for the Cavs, I think what they really need is a six seven, six eight, six nine potentially a uh, wing player that can shoot. That would be the perfect, if I could draw up the perfect guy for the Cavs to draft at three, it would be a 6'9", uh, small forward that can shoot and create his own shot. I don't think he's in this draft. Kaminga is 6'8", but he shoots 25% from threes. So I don't know if you can develop that into a good three-point shooting guy. No, because normally the guys that come in, if they can shoot threes in college, <laughs> they're shooting threes in the pros. Yeah. And, and, and twenty can't, it's a little difficult for them to come around. Yeah. 25% is awful. And so I wish Scotty Barnes is kind of the same way. He really can't shoot. There's another guy that, uh, you know, statistically, based on how tall he is and his talent, 
he would be a right fit for us, but he just can't shoot. So there, I don't think there's a perfect guy for the Cavs in this draft. Um, if Cunningham dropped a three, I'd take him in a second because he's a bigger guard. He's like six eight, so and he can shoot. He shot over forty percent from threes. Okay. So um, I'd take him, even though he's more of a point guard. But um, I think if you take a guard, you have to make a decision on Garland and on Sexton. Well, yeah, I mean you do, but you know you could also kind of. I hate to do this, but you also can kind of ease your rookie into it. Now, granted, you're drafting him at three. He's going to be the face of the franchise now. Right. Let's just be honest. Whoever's getting drafted at three, that face is getting plastered everywhere because now is the time for the Cavs to kind of flip the switch because you got the three pick. It's time to get out of this little rebuild that we're in and try to start competing because – we thought we were there, and then we lost, what, 18 out of 20 to end the season? Which, you know, I'm fine with now because it resulted oh, yeah. in us getting the third pick. Oh, no, I, I get that. But, I mean, you know, you had some chemistry there. But you also mm-hmm. got to factor in, like like you said, you got capable guys there for the draft. And you know something? For once, whoever they draft, I'll be okay with. Yeah, I I mean I I hate to be that person. Like I would love to have Green because I know he's an offensive guy. Mobley seven foot, and guess what? Guess what? You can't really teach in the NBA mm-hmm. size. <laughs> like I mean, so, so are are we in agreement that you said you'd be okay with them drafting anybody, but anybody being any of the top four guys top four because. Guys. There's kind of a drop off after yeah. Cunningham, Mobley, Suggs, and Green. Yeah, because the way I see Suggs, Suggs is a bulldog. Yep, that's the way I see Suggs. Suggs is going to go out and get baskets, everything. Green's just a scorer, and mm-hmm. Mobley, we don't even know what we got with him yet because he can stretch the floor a little bit. Yeah, seven feet with the wingspan that he has, and also could kind of help down low with Jared Allen too if somebody starts driving because he can actually defend too. So sure. we have. We have options. For once, we have options. It's not not like the first two guys, and then it's over with. Or we're picking fifth and have to take a coro, like you know we did last year, like we were joking around about last mm-hmm. year. You know, we finally got into that lottery of good people. You know, yeah. we got in that lottery where all stars are bored. Yeah, and and, if, and and if you look at it, I mean, look at the number three picks lately. Was Trey Young a number three pick? Uh, him or Luca, I can't remember. They're three and five, and they got traded for each other. So, I mean, you start to look back at some of the players that were picked at three, it's not a bad thing, you know. No. Keep looking at it. So, let's see what uh, Kobe Altman does. And uh, you know, something I think right now, you, you know, you said that Kobe Altman was on the hot seat. I think right now, with this pick, it's this pick or bust because if <laughs> Kobe. If Kobe Altman screws this pick up for the Cavs, he's gone. And, and he was very fortunate that he got in this top four because yes. outside of this top four, there's not many uh, sure things. I think the top four, I think as long as you pick one of those four guys we talked about, he'll be all right. He can spin it to where, you know, this is our guy moving forward. But, yeah, my issue with Kobe Altman is he's kind of painted us into a corner with the way he drafted Sexton and then followed it up with Garland. 
Well, at that point, nope. in time, he, he, Garland, all right. Sexton was, I think, a reach. But, I mean, they, they panning it out for the eighth pick, Sexton's played great. Has he? Yeah, he has. He, he has and that's why. Was the following pick, though, Garland, who else was there to, for him to take besides Garland? They they could have found somebody. Um, okay. I mean, Cam, Cam Reddish, I think, was there. He was a, a 3 and D guy. Um, I don't know how his career has progressed, but I would agree with you that Sexton isn't bad. Sexton for the number eight pick, I think he's fine. Yeah. But you followed up with the next year with basically a clone yeah. of Sexton. I, I understand they do kind of different things, but you got a guy the same size that's a scorer. And you can't have two of those guys on the floor at the same time, well, unless I, unless they're both all stars. Well, what they're kind of comparing uh, Garland to is kind of like a like a Jason Kidd kind of player. Like yeah. he's going to get you some points, but he's more of the floor manager. You know what I mean? He's going to play great defense. <laughs> he's going to do the things you have to do as a point guard. And well, Sexton was never really a point guard. Yeah. I mean, Let's be honest. He was not a point guard. Yeah. But, you know, you can't have an undersized point guard pair him with an undersized shooting guard because, yeah, true. yeah I would agree. Uh, uh, Sexton's more of like a shooting guard because he's a playmaker and Garland's more of a distributor. But, yeah, I just it, – it bugs me because we seem to have drafted undersized guys in the last three drafts. And now we're looking at Jalen Green, which hopefully he falls to us. But he's another guy who's kind of slotted as uh, a two-guard, as a shooting guard. That's the only position he can really play. I wish we had guys that were a little more versatile. If we wanted to have a small lineup, he could play the three or the four. Or if we wanted to have a bigger lineup, he's the two. Brian, now don't forget, they're open for business, too, because they even talked about trading the pick. That's true. There, I mean, there's sex and trade rumors. There is yeah. third pick trade rumors. Now, if they're going to trade the third pick, and if, and I say if, the return on that thing has got to be great. Because if it's not, and you pass up on one of these guys for, let's just say, Dame or Ben Simmons or, <laughs> the, well, I'm just saying, the names that are out there that are floating around. Oh, yeah, right. If you trade the third round pick, you better be getting a haul back for it. And if you don't, that's on you. Like, oh, yeah. Because one of these four guys is going to be an all star. And we've already seen it transition so far with the playoffs with Trey Young, LaMelo. I never thought LaMelo Ball was going to be anything. He's I'm a- still not buying. He, he's a talent, but I think eventually he, he kind of combusts. But I mean, you sit there and watch all these people, and it's like, okay, like, this is what Luca like. This is what yeah. you have to do. Like, this is how you build it up. So, oh yeah, have your you have your pawn piece now, and you better play it right. So, would you be upset if they traded the third pick, or would you be okay with it? Oh, I'd be I'd be pissed off if they traded. The oh third. yeah, right. I'm, Me too. I'm not, I'm not joking because at that point in time, what these four guys I think are franchise changers. Yeah, I really do. I think for Detroit, for Houston, for us, and for who is the fourth? Uh, Toronto. Those four 
are going to change these small markets around. Well, Houston's not yeah. really a small market, but Detroit, mm-hmm. Cleveland are. Mm-hmm. It's going to change those around. And I, I think those four guys, I think, are going to be at some point in time all-stars. I really do, Brian. So let's say Cade Cunningham goes number one. Yes. Who are you hoping falls to us at three? Who's your uh, next favorite guy? Jalen Green. Jalen Green's your guy? Because I, I know we have Sexton, but he's a different kind of scorer than Sexton yep. is. Sexton's a go-to-the-hoop guy. This kid could just light it up from anywhere. I, I, I would agree with that. And, I, I'm hoping for Jalen Green. And from what we talked about today, we listened to ESPN 50 all the time. And Jay Billis was on there today talking to Hammer and the boys. And he said that if Jalen Green would have went to college instead of the G League, he'd be the number one overall pick. That's how good he is. Really? Billis said this? Billis said this, and he said at some point in time in his career, he will probably have a couple scoring titles. So that is how good his offense is. Yeah. But that's what I think that's what the Cavs need because if you look at the Cavs team, they're good defensively if they want to be. It's offensively, they don't have a person that can flip the switch and turn it on again. Yeah. Uh, And I would agree with you that uh, I'm hoping that Green falls to us. Um, If Green goes number two, I'd be fine with them taking Suggs. I think, like you said, he's a bulldog. I think he's. He's a ball player. He's a winner. He, he looks kind of like of Chris so. Paul. Yeah. He's a leader. Yeah, I love those kind of players, too, because, you know, they will do whatever it takes for the team to win. They are not yeah. selfish. They are all about team, and I like those kind of players. But uh, assuming they take uh, Green or Suggs, I think I think Colin Sexton's the odd man out. And I'm not saying that um, that he's that Garland is a better player than him. But I think his contract is up, and you're going to have to make your decision to pay him big money or let him go. So I think I think you let him go, and I think you hope Garland turns into the player that you want him to be. And then if he does, you give him money because one of these guys, if we take Suggs or Green, one of these guys are probably out of here. The thing that's killing him right now, and it's the Kevin Love contract. That's the thing that's killing them. If they think sex is any sort of good, they can give him whatever deal they want. That Kevin Love contract is going to hang over their damn head for the next two years. And, it, but I'm being dead serious because even though, it, even if Sexton is a six man, yeah, you still need those guys on your team. Now you don't need them as a max, but as a young team that they are, they do not need 34 year old Kevin Love. Yeah, that's messed up so bad. And you know something, Brian? We talked about it. Yeah, I would take $120 million that they threw at my face, too. I don't sure. care if they lied to me or not. Because guess what? Their money is guaranteed. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm sitting up, still collecting the check. <laughs> like, the, yeah, only, I, the only thing they can pray for is that <coughs> he falls out in the Olympics, which he's not going to. And they can actually trade him, in which he's not going to. So just buy him out and be done with it. How in the world did he make the Olympic team? Well, I don't, that, I don't get it. Pop- I have no idea. That was Popovich. Oh well, and no, you no, know no. what's kind of funny because Popovich it, always wanted him to play. He he wanted Popovich loved Kevin Love's game, and he yeah. wanted Kevin Love so bad because he's that four that can stretch, but also he's technically that four that can get rebounds too. So that's mm-hmm. what he, he's looking at Kevin Love as because they still got their big guys. Now, I think it means playing, isn't he? Or is he not? 
Uh, no, I don't believe he is. Okay. Well, I mean, they still got sitters. Uh, it's they it's, got uh, Bam out of Bayou. Um, okay. All right. He's, I think he's their only center, though. Really. Well, I mean, at that. Well, you got Kevin Durant too, who's seven two. Let's be right. Honest. Right. Um, <laughs> you know what? What I was thinking was funny was um, you know uh, when and what was it two thousand six or two thousand eight um. That was when LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch kind of started colluding about getting together for this super team. It was at the Olympics. They started talking about it. Oh yeah. And and as Cleveland fans, we were so pissed off that that happened. Now we're kind of rooting that hey, maybe Kevin Love can collude <laughs> with Dame Lillard and they can uh, you know set something up to where Love goes. There. Like yeah, hopefully yeah. Come on, collusion now. We need uh, we need Kevin Love out of here. Anybody want to start recruiting him oh, to your team? Yeah, go ahead and take him. And oh, Brian. so completely flip the table. And uh, yeah, get him out of here. I, I like him. It, it's it's sad that it's come to this point, but. He's not doing anything to help our team. Oh, God, no, he's not. And I think he's making it worse because he's supposed to be a veteran leader, and I don't even think he wants to do that anymore. No, I mean, he he's he's checked out. Um, he'll still give effort at times, but uh, for where we're at as a franchise, as a team, we don't need a player like that. And that's why I don't – I'm with you. I don't want to trade the number three pick because we're in full rebuild mode, and – Let's just rather than dipping our toe in, let's just get a bunch of way, young guys and hope they turn it out. By the way, in the background when we we share this video, uh, that is Lil. Yeah, where's Lil? she at? I don't, well, she was behind you. She's gone now. No, so, she's sleeping there. Oh, there I'm, she is. I'm in the guest room, so I'm on her bed. She doesn't like it. <laughs> so we have Lil and Princess that likes to make appearances, and that's completely fine. <laughs> By the way, I wore the uh, Go Pig or Go Home shirt for you today. Nice. Where'd you uh, get that? Bob Evans. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm I being love Bob Evans. Hey, I'm being dead serious. My wife took me there. We were joking around, and I saw the shirt. I'm like, that's actually kind of clever. She goes, do you want it? I'm like, nah, I don't. She bought it for me. Nice. So, that's how much of a sweet shirt you, she is. You, you don't become that fat guy unless you get all your apparel from Bob Evans. Yep, go pig or go home. <laughs> Piggy pancakes, buddy. That's how nice. I like. Hey, ain't nothing. That's a God bless America. <laughs> Which we forgot. We'll shout that out here at the end of the show because when we come <laughs> back, American Day will be over. Uh, let's yeah. get into, uh, let's get into the Indians real quick, Brian. Yep. Uh, Josh Naylor had a uh, heck of a collision, and he has a dislocated and broken ankle, and it was flopping around out in right field it was was not a uh, sight to see they only showed it a couple times and i saw it it was a freak accident it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything you know he could do but we've lost another guy for the indians but they keep on trucking um they uh beat the tigers 13 to 5 last night um hosey is just he's hosey if nobody's pitching around him and he can actually get his pitches I think he had five RBIs last night. Like I, he just does wow. damage. Does damage. He by far, without a doubt, the most underrated baseball player that I know of. Hey, um, you know what the best thing is though? He's not even an All Star hunt. He's playing this good. He's not even an All Star hunt. That's what I was going to bring up. Not one Indian in the top three was it? Nope. Yeah, 
not one Indian in the top three. Now they, it sounded like they haven't announced the pitchers, so maybe Classe or Karen Check or somebody can get in there. But hey, what a joke! It's unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Like he is probably one of the best third basemen in the American League, and they're just nope. He's in the top three of MVP voting almost every year, but he can't get in the top three of the All Star voting. Give me a break. And, and I do have to say this, Brian. You know, we, we always thought that um, it was given that the Indians would be just kind of the Indians. The uh, miracle that Tito is doing with this team right now, because if you look at this team and look at this lineup, there is no damn way they should be ten over five hundred. Yet they are, and it is a mixed mosh of triple A uh, people that didn't want them, pitchers, bullpen, everybody contributing. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I think Rosario is on a 14 game hitting streak right now. Is that right? Yeah, so he's catching fire. But I mean, you sit there, you watch this team, and it's like, how, how, how are they doing it? I don't know, Brian. I, I got nothing for you, but they are 10 above 500, and we're getting close to the 4th of July in the All-Star break, and yeah. we're still in it. So, I mean, I, I understand it's not a championship team. Do I dare say a playoff team? Why I, not? I, I, Why not? I, now, granted, I know they won't win, but all you got to do is get in the playoffs. So that's what the uh, you know the 2016 Indians showed you. Once you get in the playoffs, if you catch fire with your pitchers, yeah. Anything can happen. And guess what? We don't have any starting pitchers right now because they're all hurt. <laughs> well, and you brought up 2016. Um, we have one of the best pitchers in the league, Corey Kluber. In yep. a seven-game series, he can pitch three games if you yes, need him to. You know, if one, you four, and seven. Yeah, so we got Shane Bieber. It might be a blessing in disguise that he's getting this time off now, and hopefully he comes back close to full strength and they can – you know, kind of conserve his innings till September, October, but uh, it, it's not crazy to think that, I don't think. But, I mean, Brian, you got to think about it. Our, our three that we were counting on are all injured. Plesak is starting to come back now. Did so he I'll... really break his – it was a broken thumb from taking his shirt off? Yes. A broken – I thought he just, like, tore a ligament or nope, popped nope. it out. He, of, he a, fractured his thumb. How do you – what a joke. Brian – I, Brian, it's entertaining, I guess. That's kind I, of funny. Right, I can't really say anything because I broke my toe, my big toe, on a rocking chair before. Just walking into it, I fractured I my toe. I understand that more here. than taking your shirt off. I, but I mean, I we maybe he got aggressive with it. Maybe he went Hulk Hogan and yeah, didn't realize yeah. the chair was there. He he had to be at least four sheets to the wind to do that. My goodness. Uh, it might have been a lot of rage, too. That's what I was. <laughs> Him and uh, Clevenger having a good old night. <laughs> yes, they, but hey. hey <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just hey. having a little fun. Taking shots. Taking shots. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hope the Indians keep this up. I mean, like we said, 4 July is coming up on Sunday, which is, by the way, forgot the shout-outs. Mama Bear, happy birthday. I love you, girlfriend. Cool. She. Awesome. Her birthday is she is a Fourth of July baby. Uh, the story that she told me when she was really younger was Brian. You'll laugh at this. Up until she was, I think, like seven, she thought that the fireworks and everybody that showed up were her party. Sure. And so she ended up in a hospital 
with some, I think it was a broken arm or something. And she looked at her dad and goes, dad, well, what are we going to do about my party? Well, baby girl, uh, <laughs> let me, let me, let me. Why break is everyone here. still celebrating? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, her, her birthday is on the 4th of July. So cool. honey, I wish you a happy, happy, happy birthday. Uh, we will probably be trampolined. So you didn't do any, uh, go out and watch any fireworks this weekend. Uh, the, you know, the great thing is about where we're at, uh, where we live at, we get to see a lot of the fireworks. Yeah. And it's only like a minute or two away. But uh, the one thing that I've, we've done before is about 10 o'clock at night. So, so mm-hmm. you ever take a drive at 10 o'clock at night on the 4th of July? No. Absolutely amazing. I remember going down um, I-90 and just seeing house fireworks, Everywhere, huh? city fireworks, and you're just driving and there's fireworks everywhere. You're just, it's lighting up the whole interstate. You're just like, man, look at this. This is gorgeous. Like, wow. <laughs> so if you should happen to do it, you know, take a drive, take a look at all the fireworks that are going off because it's not just the cities that are setting off fireworks. It's the hillbillies and rednecks that like to send them off too. So that's where that's where I'll be this weekend. Let me give you a hot tip though for the people, Brunswick Strongsville area. Um, go on out about nine o'clock, nine thirty. Go out to Mapleside Farms. They have a, a hilltop where you can see probably five miles you can see all the way from brunswick to the grafton penitentiary and there are six or seven different fireworks shows that are going off there that you can see it's unbelievable it's so cool that's that's a paid testimonial and you can pay me and brian you can get a hold of us (laughs) and leave him in the face (laughs) well people are starting to catch on you it was kind of a hidden secret 10 years ago but people are starting to catch on now so a few, fair amount of people go out there, throw down a blanket, and just sit on the hilltop and watch all these fireworks shows. But yeah, if you're in that area at that time, definitely awesome. stop out. It, it's worth your time. That's awesome. You know, like where I grew up at, Bry, drive around to see fireworks. Like we would have to drive 20 minutes and go to like a yeah. fairgrounds or something to watch fireworks. And then it lasts 30 minutes, and you're sitting in traffic trying to get out for the next 30 minutes. Right. I was like, come on, come on. Exactly. No, normally what we do is we sit out front with the kids and just watch the fireworks go off and they just they love it. We have mm-hmm. a fire going, music playing, and just enjoying the fourth of July. I can't wait. I'm so pumped. It's gonna be so much fun. I know you're wearing your America shirt. That's right. So speaking of, do you have the uh do you have the brand of weeded uh American flag onesie? <laughs> or no, okay. I didn't want to make I don't want to make you nope. Beer. Oh, oh, uh, actually, I do. It's right over there. Do you? <laughs> yeah. God, that a boy. Oh, shoot. Let me get it. Oh. I'll, I'll have to wear it for one of the live shows here. Oh, um, my Lord, you do. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> so, when we went whitewater rafting um, a couple weeks ago for my buddy's bachelor party, I wore that in the whitewater raft. <laughs> and uh, my buddy... <laughs> Turner, who I don't know how, the moment he saw me, he used to collect Beanie Babies or something stupid like that. The moment he saw me, he started calling me this Beanie Baby named Spangler. 
So he called me Spangler the rest of the trip. So go Google Spangler, and that's basically what I look like going down a whitewater raft, uh, terrified. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right, we're getting way off subject. Let's get yep. back to uh, – we're going to do a quick Little Browns thing before yeah. we uh, Jake Burns on hopefully Friday if we get everything set up right. So I asked Brian the question before here because I got the Browns table after our show tonight, and this question is going to be brought up also. Out of the three, Baker, Stefanski, and Barry, where do you rank those three at, Brian? Uh, for me, I rank it Stefanski one, Baker two, Barry three. Okay. And, and that's basically because I think – I'm all in on Stefanski. I'm probably 90% in on Baker. And I think Andrew Barry has done a great job. Don't get me wrong. But I think what Baker Baker's success is because of Stefanski, not solely because, but primarily because of Stefanski in the system that he runs. I think Barry and the success that he has is because he drafts players, he drafts positions that fit well with Stefanski. So a great compliment that I can give those two guys, Baker and Barry, is they don't have a big ego. They're willing to listen to what Stefanski has to say and fit in that system and because they know that's what's best for the team. So, yeah, I, I love Kevin Stefanski. I mean, your first year you come to the Cleveland Browns who have been the losers of the league for 20 years. And in your first year you win a uh, coach of the year and you take your team to the playoffs. And like I said before, I think them winning in Pittsburgh, despite not having him is a testament to the culture that he has built in one year in a pandemic year. And I, I just, I'm glowing. I have nothing nothing but good things to say about Kevin Stefanski. And I think Baker and Barry are very fortunate um, to have him as the head coach. And I'm not saying they can't have success without him, but I think as a core group, he's the engine that turns this franchise. All right. Well, mine is way different than yours then. Cool. (laughs) So I got Andrew Barry, number one. Okay. I got Baker Mayfield number two. Oh wow! And I got Stefanski number three. Flipped, I, flipped it around. Now hear me out, okay? I need you to hear me out on it. Okay. First off, once Barry got in here, he realized what he had to do and fix the offensive line. Yeah, he did that. He protected Baker. Stefanski number three. Now, granted, Stefanski and Baker. Let's put it this way: they're a coin flip. Okay, right? they can go either way. First, second, it doesn't matter. I, second, third, third, second, it doesn't matter with those two. I, they mm-hmm. can flip flop because I think they're intertwined. All right. I have got a super hot take that is going to be on the Browns table tonight, which I've already kind of mentioned to you about with Baker Lamar and Josh Allen because mm-hmm. I think Baker is the best quarterback in this draft class, hands wow. down. Wow. Hands down. And I'll explain on the Browns table. Okay. But I know I liked it too. But the reason why I like Andrew Barry is because Andrew Barry, for once, is taking what's in front of him. 
You know what I mean? Like, it is yeah. not a swing and a miss. Like, Newsom's there. I'm taking him. Mm-hmm. You know, all these picks that he's doing and all these moves that he is making, signing to Kareem Hunt, extending Kareem Hunt, doing all the little things, Cooper, Conklin coming in, Jed Wills. He actually sat there and just picked apart what the Browns were horrible at while Baker started, mm-hmm. flipped the script, got a coach in here, and started milling, meshing well with the coach. Yeah. We have never had a GM do that here. No. Right. They either butt heads or anything else. So I'm putting the GM because you know something, Brian? Same old adage. You pick the players to play. Second thing, that's why, okay, Stefanski should be second. Coaches coach him, players mm-hmm. play third, mm-hmm. Baker. But Andrew Berry has to make those picks. Not yeah. anybody else. Right. He has to and- make deals with Conklin, with Jed, with Wyatt Teller, even though that was a Dorsey find. Right. But you have these things that are in motion that he's doing, even this offseason. Well, our, our secondary sucked. Guess what happened? Look at our secondary now. Our defensive yeah. line was kind of sketchy. We got 38 defensive tackles now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he he's yeah. changed everything of the Cleveland Browns, and he's smart about it. And it's not yeah. and it's not like super smart, like MIT smart. It's like the open up the book and read dummy smart. Like it's right there in front of you. That, 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 that's exactly right. And one of the greatest compliments that I can give uh, Andrew Barry is he doesn't try to be the smartest guy in the room. He is the smartest guy in the room. Um, we know his background and where he came from. Yeah. But he doesn't try to be the smartest guy in the room. And he does a lot of things that I think us as fans can understand why he's doing that. You know, our offense, we're good. You need to focus everything on the defense. Don't mean making some boneheaded signing and, you know, trying to trade for Julio Jones or something like that. You need to focus on that defense. And even me, when they signed um, John Johnson, I was like, you know, what is he doing? But the more I understood how good of a player he is. Yeah, the more I understood, like, he did this because Joe Woods said, I want to play three great safeties. So he said, okay, Joe, I'll go out and I'll get you a uh, Pro Bowl type player. And so he did. So he listens to his coaching staff and he doesn't have this huge ego and doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah, because he thinks. So that's the greatest compliment I can give him is he doesn't try to overthink anything. But let me, and I don't like to do this, but let me, um, kind of have a rebuttal on Andrew Barry. Um, he's made a lot of great moves, don't get me wrong, but other than the Jack Conklin move, what would you say is his best move so far? Jed Wills. Okay. Um, and so I understand Jed is a good player, but most people that know the NFL think Tristan Wirfs is better. Most people that know the NFL think Makai Becton is a better player than Jed Wills after one season. And guess what? The reason why I say that, there was how many people? There was four offensive linemen, that one. Yep. That was their one. So so he – 
he actually went to Jed Wills. You're our guy. We're not going anywhere else. We're not going to Kai. We're not going anywhere else. If you're coming to us, you're there. We're drafting you. He was set on Jed Wills. And guess what? It didn't waver. My argument is, out of the three guys that were there, Wills, Becton, and worse, people think Wills is the number three out of those guys. So I don't... Fine. I get that, but that's what they think. That's not what he thinks. Well, right. And and then also I'll point to the second round pick with Delpit. We like Delpit. We love Delpit. I love Delpit. We don't, we still don't know what we have with him. No. But Antoine Winfield Jr. proved that he was one of the best defensive rookies this past okay. year. Okay. And we I... passed on him to take Delpit. So in order for Delpit to, to live up to those expectations, he's got to play better than him. Otherwise, we took the second best player there also. Okay, Bry, I understand what you're saying. But if you look the past two years, first round talent, in the second round they drafted. Delpit. Yeah. yeah okay. First round talent. First round but, talent, but we still haven't. We haven't seen. Oh, we don't, but they we don't. they slid for a reason. We haven't seen them perform in the league. Exactly. So we really can't do anything about Andrew Barry for like at least a couple more years till we see how these guys pan out, right? Right. But and also, now, I could I could right point now, to the that he's making though. We're all on board with. We're like, oh, I didn't even think about like JOK in the second round. He was supposed to be our first round pick at twenty six, was he not? Well, well, technically, yeah. but I mean, he was draft. He was in that area. We got him. Where at fifty something? Like, I, yeah. well, that that was just good fortune. Uh, well, I, you could I, argue, but he had to make the move yeah. to go up and get him. But even like Harrison Bryant, he didn't need a tight end. But the best tight end in that draft was right there, right. staring in front of you. What are you going to do? Not draft him? And, and that's why I say, um, you know, he doesn't overthink things. He just he knows tight ends are a huge part of this offense. So you have a great tight end falling to you, and you can get him on a l- rookie salary in the fourth round. Yeah, you go out and get him. Yeah. Uh, another questionable signing is Austin Hooper. We made him the highest paid tight end in the league. Yeah, but and he hasn't panned out through one year. Okay. And all we have to go off of is this past year. Yeah, you know, we can say Jadavian Clowney was a great signing, Tack McKinley was a great signing. We don't know how they're gonna mesh with the Cleveland Browns, so we really can't judge him based on what he's done over the past six months here. And, and it kills me because I love Andrew Barry, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Oh, I know, um, but he also drafted your boy, People's Jones. He drafted People's round. Jones, right. But also at the same time, he was fortunate he fell to him in the sixth round. He, in my opinion, he was worth a fifth round pick. Wow. Just <laughs> he won us a game. He yeah, won us one game I as a know, rookie. I know he did. That was the greatest catch ever. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty unbelievable. All right. We got to get off of this because we're starting to get into uh, <clears throat> arguments. We got yep. to our and sit. Yeah, see what happened is my phone shut down and I can't even oh, shoot. See, that's how well yep, there it is. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, so Fat Boy Tuesday, we're going to go with wedding foods. We got a little recap of uh, Vinny's wedding, which was amazing, by the way. Wasn't a lot of people. It was a lot of dancing. It was a lot of booze and it was a lot of food. Those Italians, of course. Uh, the cannolis. Food, uh, <sighs> the door is a poor subject right now. 
Really? My pool team got to him before I could get to him. Oh, boy. I know. I was in the wedding. I was in the <laughs> wedding. I couldn't even get to the cannolis. Got to move fast. But they had the pistachio cake. All right. Oh, had, that's so good. They had mini cupcake, uh, cupcakes with the tux uh, mm-hmm. painted on and a dress painted on. Mm-hmm. There was a <clears throat> bridesmaid, and I don't even think she watches us right now. But <laughs> Probably uh, she, not. Probably not. But she would lick the frosting off the cupcakes and just randomly leave the cupcakes places. <laughs> that's that's not COVID friendly. No. Uh, but uh, Vinny's wedding. So the Fat Boy Tuesday spread that Vinny had. All right. We had a salmon with asparagus. Mm-hmm. We had probably one of the best chicken corn up blues I have ever had. Like it was like Heck it was yeah. legit. And then he had a breaded pork chop. That a few people got said it was the best pork chop they have ever had. That sounds so, phenomenal. Plus, they had a treat, and Vinny did it right because he knows how we are. Um, he did Fat Boy to the extreme. We <laughs> ate about, I think food came out about six. Everybody's drinking, having a good time, dancing, blah, blah, blah. About 9 30, pizzas started showing up. <sighs> that is I, such a baller move. From the is, Italian restaurant that is oh, just yeah. down the street, came over with 14 large pizzas for everybody to just mow down on and have a blast with afterwards. <laughs> and boy, did we ever, Bri. And that was nice. Mateo's. Mateo's Italian restaurant, the Mateo's. Old Falls. Okay. I'll tell you what, some good damn food there. <laughs> have you had their pizza before? No. It was the first time I had their pizza. No. Wow. It's not my top. Because I like my pizza a certain way, but I'll, I'll give it a top five. I like it's it's pretty good. Sweet. Did I uh, did I miss a potato? Did you say there was a potato there? Oh yeah, there was with the pork chops. There was mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So nice. with salmon, you had squash and zucchini with a Spanish rice. Mm-hmm. With the chicken cordon blue, you had green beans and scalloped potatoes. And with the pork, you had the pork chop with mashed potatoes, gravy, and corn. Oh, I think nice. it was. Okay. So it was like a little bitty corn on the cobs. Oh, I, even I, better. I like little sweet corns. Yeah. Open bar, which was amazing. It got to. No, got granted, to. it wasn't like name brand stuff. Like, I, I think it was like Old Crow whiskey. I had never even had that before. Doesn't matter. It had some scotch. Doesn't matter. Scotch. Yep. Uh, one of my uh, pool mates uh, disappeared because there is a ice cream place behind the reception hall that was selling ice cream, and he disappeared for about 40 minutes and got three things of ice cream as he sat out <laughs> there to eat ice cream. Now, granted, it was hot as balls, Bri. Was oh, it? my Lord. It Saturday. Was... I'm trying to think Saturday. Oh, Bri, I'm with a long sleeve shirt, a vest, a top, okay? <laughs> Standing up at the altar, just sweating. Taking right? a blanket. Then we walk down to take the pictures and everything. We're walking back. Everything's fine. We're sitting down to eat. And I brought my, uh, I had twins. I drink twice as much t-shirt. Right. And I didn't even go to Vinny. I went to the bride. I'm like, I got to take this monkey suit off. This is right. <laughs> and she goes, are you serious right now? I'm like, can I take this off? She goes, yeah. She goes, we're done with pictures and everything. I stripped all the way down to the t-shirt. All right. Vinny looks at me and goes, what are you doing with a t-shirt on? I'm like, 
here, you want me to class it up? I put the vest back over the t-shirt. <laughs> Did but, you guys go to that uh, covered uh, covered bridge there? Yes, by the that's where kitchen? we took all of our yep. pictures at. It was amazing. That, that's and nice. I, and I really, uh, I'm a man. I can admit it. The vowels and the best man in the main art, I really did cry. I teared up because it was, it was, because I think the reason why I teared up during the vowels is because they didn't realize what each other wrote and it kind of mixed together. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. But it, I mean, it was, it was, it was a great wedding. So what we're doing for uh, Fat Boy Tuesday, like, Brian, when you go to a wedding, what kind of wedding foods are you looking for? Uh, there's two main staples to my wedding foods and one is chicken and the other is potatoes. Oh, okay. And, and if you have a rock solid chicken and like phenomenal potatoes, uh, you're good. I'll, I'll do whatever else. I, I like it. Sometimes you get a little barbecue in there, which oh, is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but once in a while, I'll go beef. There's usually just your generic. Um, it's almost like a thicker cut roast beef with okay. some sort of gravy yeah. on it. Nothing special yeah. about that. I'll go pasta. If there's pasta there, I'll usually do that. Um, but yeah, chicken potatoes are the staple of the of the night. And sometimes that's all I'll get. And then I'll go up for seconds later. But um, I don't get too crazy with it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. If there's a vegetable, corn sounds delicious. I would do that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't usually even do dessert unless no, it's brought to me. It. If it's brought yeah. to me right after my meal, I'll do it. But yeah. if I have to go up and get it an hour or a half hour after I'm done eating, I got drinking to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not concerned with that. So the, uh, so junior, you know, my boy, Jude, right. He had a hog roast for his wedding. All right. <laughs> delicious but my kind of go-to is either a a prime rib now i've been to a couple weddings that have had prime rib or a chicken choice either one Mm -hmm. even the one that will baffle you a little bit was a pasta dish it was an alfredo pasta dish it was probably one of the best pasta dishes because it had like sun-dried tomatoes on it and like it was like a fancy, fancy pasta dish. Okay. But, I mean, it was a legit, like, you were getting your first alcohol level mm-hmm. was going down after the pasta dish, and you could bring it back up afterwards. Okay. So, it, it was really good. But, like, Vinny's, Vinny's spread, he did really good. Like, the food was actually really good. The only, the only hiccup I had was the asparagus, because I did get the salmon. Mm-hmm. And the salmon you got was... The sa- salmon. Really? It was delicious, Bry. That's one of the best salmon I've ever had. It really was. I'm not a salmon guy, so I wouldn't know. But I, the asparagus was a little too crisp. It was like they put it in the pan for like two seconds, mm-hmm. and tossed it, and then just served it to me. So it was like it was more raw than I was used to. So it kind of took me off guard a little bit. So what was the best dish that Vinny had at the wedding? Dessert, appetizer, dessert. main dessert. meal, dessert, dessert. Yeah. He had the cupcakes, and then he had another dessert table, which had like little brownies on it, like little finger uh, desserts, like the uh, the little cookies with uh, chocolate on top of it, the clairs. Oh you yeah! Know? But Love what happened was, is my there was only four freaking cannolis 
and the pool team got there before I could get to them. Because you gotta I'm be fast. Oh man, they're like I'm like I look at Vinny, I'm like, I thought you got cannolis. He goes, I did. He goes, You didn't get one? I'm like, No, where are the cannolis at? The next thing I know, I look over at the pool team table and they're looking at me going like this. <laughs> I'm like, dicks. <laughs> now, okay, so we've talked, um, we've talked about the food. Do you usually have a drink routine that you go through when you go to weddings? Because I well, normally I I okay, so lately I have not been on a beer kick. So normally okay. it's a mixed drink. So it'd either be vodka and cranberry, mm-hmm. uh, rum and coke, mm-hmm. or just a straight whiskey. Okay. And just sip. And because the reason why is because you and I have both talked about this. If you start drinking beer, you start getting that full sensation. Sure. Those, I don't get the full sensation. Right. So, you know, more room for party. That's probably a good call. I just sometimes it catches up to me too quick if I stick with the hard liquor the whole time. What, what the first thing I do when you get to a wedding, I don't know if you're the same way, but um, first thing you go to the bar, even before you check to see what table you're sitting at, go to the bar, get like a whiskey or a bourbon, double shot of whiskey, double shot of bourbon on the rocks, pound that down, you know, mingle around a little bit, go get another one maybe a couple of uh, whiskeys, bourbons. And then after that, I'll go like um, like an imported beer. Um, Dortmunder seems to be pretty popular around Cleveland. So that's what Phillips nice. had at his wedding. So I get that and then have a couple of those. Then after that, it's all kind of light beer because yeah. I've, reached, I've reached where I need to be, and now I just need to maintain. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Well, that is our rendition. I mean, we're already now in, Bri. Sure. We got off on a couple tangents tonight. Cheers. Um, cheers. Let's do the trivia real quick. All right, Brian. So I'm going to bring up. It's trivia time. So let me try to answer the trivia. I need three of the five highest paid NFL highest. people next year. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Dak Prescott. Number two. Number two. A.A. Ron Rogers. Number five. I'm gonna go Matt Stafford. Bat, that's one X. You get two uh, X's. You I get, get one X. more X. Carson Wentz. No, sir. No, oh. sir. So Pat Mahomes isn't going to go until the following year, right? No, this year. Oh, is it this year? So Pat this Mahomes year. is number one. Pat Mahomes is number one. All right. Deshaun Watson. Oh, I forgot about Deshaun. Well, number three. We can't get into that. And Russell Wilson at thirty-five million is your number four. Yeah, dang. Also, I, surprisingly, Jared Goff makes the same amount as Aaron Rodgers does next year. That's unreal. Unreal. Crazy. Uh, right. But you were close with uh with Wentz. He makes thirty-two mil, <sighs> and Rodgers makes thirty-three and a half. The only reason why I brought up Wentz is because I thought that uh, Patrick Mahomes' money wasn't till the following year. That's what I thought, too, to be honest. But yeah. um, after looking it up, yeah, next year. Well, they announced that uh, if they decide to franchise tag Baker Mayfield like they did with Dak, you know what the price tag is? What's that? $43.5 million for a franchise tag. <sighs> So swallow that down, Browns fans. All yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want to go down that road with them. 
No. All right. So let's get into our top five now. And top Brian, five. We're going to current. Current yep. players. Top five. Not your favorite. Who do you think the top five best are? Oh, the top five best are? All right. The top so, five NBA players. If you want me to go first, I can go first. You can no, go no, first. No, no, no. I'll go. I'll go. Good. All right. So at number five, right now, I am going to go. Trey Young, number five. All so right. let me also, just to be clear, this is not players that are left in the playoffs now. No, I'm talking no. in, in yeah. the whole league. Okay. That's All right. It. I'm going to cool. go number five. like it. I'm going to go Kyrie, number four. Whoa. All right. He can still turn on. I'm going to go number three, KD. Okay. Number two, I still got to go with LeBron as number two. And number my, two. Whoa, I can't wait to see number one. My number one right now, Embiid. Embiid is wow. He is a different player, dude. He really okay. is. And I, for him to have his knee blown out, he's still playing and scoring 40 points and carrying his team. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Embiid, number one. What about yeah. you, bud? And the Cavs could have had him at number one overall when they took Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, but Andrew Wiggins got us Kevin Love and LeBron. Yeah, uh, and, and Embiid, if you remember, coming out of Kansas, he had a lot of health issues, which he still know, has issues. He still kind of has, but when he's right, yeah, you're right. He's a great player. <laughs> Number five, and you feel free to punch me next time you see me because number five, I tried not to put him on my list, but Steph Curry and what he does. Oh, my God. Are you yeah, serious? I'm sorry. That sucks. You might as well just put Draymond at number That sucks. I know. You're, oh. And I should have. Oh, my bad. God. That's bad you. on me. I should have counted with somebody else. Uh, number four, Damian Lillard. What he did in the oh, playoffs, what he does Dave. every single oh, year is unbelievable because he's by himself basically yeah. out there. And yeah, if you Dave saw – what he put up like fifty eight or something in yeah. one of the games this year, and he he's just real. He hey, he's one of the clutchest people in the NBA right now. You, I would trust him on every game winning shot. Right. That's how clutch he is. <laughs> right. We we talk about Hosey being maybe the most underrated yeah. guy in baseball. He might be the Lillard might be the most underrated guy in. NBA. Give me number three. Number three. After this year, I'm I'm bought in Luca. Luka Doncic. Oh, I forgot about Luka, too. Yeah, I, I think I he's already there. He's only like, what, 22, 23, something out, like that. Can I trade out Kyrie for Luka? No, no. No, ah, no. Yes. All right. Go uh, ahead. And my number two and my number one are the guys that uh you could probably figure that they'd be the last 10 years. Durant, number two. LeBron, number one. All right. Well, hey. I can't argue that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't love LeBron. So, um, hold on, no Anthony Davis. No, I, I don't. Oh. You know, you know what they call him in uh, L.A. What they they call him Data Davis because <laughs> <laughs> he's always hurt. That's so best. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Nope. All right, so we are here at the end of our show. All right, we did everything else, right, Brian? Yep. All right, so. We're here at the end of the show. By the way, we are sponsored by Lake Erie APA. Um, if you want to play pool, just get a hold of us. Either Lake Erie APA on Facebook or 
get a hold of me and Bri here at Legal Ham to the Face on Facebook, on Twitter at Ham Illegal, on our YouTube. Comment, click, subscribe, have fun with us. Friday, we will try to get our special with uh, Jake Burns. Oh, I apologize that it didn't come out tonight, but you know you always have scheduling conflicts. And yeah, don't, don't forget to uh, tune in uh, live at Rookies next Come on week. out. I six. Yeah. Come on out and have fun. Don't, don't tune in. Come on out. It's not that far from wherever you're at. Yep, exactly. So, Bri, we're here at the end of the show. We want to thank our troops. We want to thank our first responders and everybody else for what they do to make this place great. Make America. I can't do it again. <laughs> I don't want to get political. We're not going to get the MAGA hat out. Oh, yeah. Stay yeah. away. We're staying away from the MAGA hat. But, no, it's the 4th of July. Enjoy the fireworks. Enjoy the barbecue. Enjoy your family. All right. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. We we live in the greatest country in the world, so it's time to celebrate it. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your country. Enjoy your freedom. God bless you. God bless America. All right. I am that fat guy. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. See ya. See ya. Oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my.